Algar Productions. says you're in there and that you're not unconscious okay so listen I'm coming in and if you're doing anything private right now I'm giving you fair warning this is Kutch by the way Naomi are you oh there you are did you hear me ringing Covington Richard Starfleet crewman first class Devin Cardassian lieutenant Vash Romulan engineering technician. Computer lights. What? Oh, Kutch. When did you... Jeez, Naomi. Not to be indelicate, but when was the last time you bathed? I've been busy. We've been back for almost a week now. Captain Gia says the final repairs to the station might take another month or so, but that Endeavor is nearly ready to get back out there. Uh Uh-huh. Noted. Computer, dim the lights to their former level. Vash, Romulan engineer, Hartem, Starfleet security officer for Nimbus. So, as science officer, shouldn't you be... I don't know, uh... Getting all your... Science business up and running? Well, I never realized how little I understand about what you do until just now, when I tried to... Say it out loud. Calibrations? You probably need to calibrate something, right? I'll get it. Naomi, I thought we were supposed to be meeting at the lab. Hey, you're not Naomi. Anyone ever tell you that you have keen observational skills? We could use someone like you in security. I'm good where I am, thank- Oh! Oh, God, what is that smell? It must be nice to be entirely unencumbered by concerns of decorum. It is. What are you doing, crazy? Just sitting here in the dark, huh? I figured we all needed a little time apart after what we've been through, but this is how you've been spending the last six days? Check. Frangay officer. John Stone, Hilda. Starfleet counselor. Joel Costra. Wait. Joel Costra? Why does that name sound familiar? You dated her. Briefly. Yeah, that sounds like me. Especially the briefly part. Well, that was implied, but thanks for stating it so overtly. There are, in fact, three people on this list that you've been romantically involved with. I don't like the sound of this list. What are you looking at? These are the 19 people I killed with my bad decisions. Naomi, we've been through this. You didn't kill anyone. The the hostile aliens that attacked Nimbus Station... Hostile aliens that I freed from their confinement. You had no way of knowing. Listen, enough is enough. I appreciate what you're going through, Naomi. Honestly, I do. But I'm starting to think you might be milking this depression thing a little bit. And this is me the king of the drama queens saying this. Wouldn't that make you the queen of- I appreciate your attempt at tough love, Dal, but this isn't like your chemical depression. This is entirely circumstantial, caused by- Right. Bad decisions. You said. If you're going to tell me that I don't know about bad decisions, then I'm going to need to seriously reassess how well we actually know each other. Jacutus. Private citizen. Species unknown. Kex. Klingon botanist, 
Mendez. Hey, I know what might lighten the mood a little. Some good news. I got promoted. Effective this morning, I am Chief of Security of the USS Endeavor. In case you were wondering how I was able to override your door lock just now. And Cap's just waiting on the final paperwork to officially pin on my Lieutenant Commander pips. Kutch, that is fantastic. Right? Now you can boss around all those other security officers who've been talking about you behind your back. Yeah. Wait, they have? Actually, guys, I have some career news as well. I meant to tell you a few days ago when it happened, but I guess I just got wrapped up here. Wrapped up? Right. What is it, Naomi? What, what's happened? Oh, it's no big deal, really. I've resigned my Starfleet commission. We came together in a spirit of peaceful cooperation to expand our collective understanding of the universe. Twelve unique cultures from across two galaxies. Faced with complete disaster, we discovered that a single, unified coalition would be infinitely greater than the sum of its parts. And leading the charge in this unprecedented interstellar partnership is the Federation Starship Endeavor. Endeavor, created by Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Starring Kara O'Connor as Naomi Wildman, Amanda Smith as Dal Lacerto, and Jason Wallace as Kutch. Season 2, Episode 2, Song of Omega. No, you haven't. No, really. I have. As chief of security... Oh my god, are you ever going to shut up about this promotion? As chief of security, I should have been notified of any changes in the senior staff. Oh, I was notified. Uh, Wildman Naomi moved to an active status. How did I miss that? Yeah. How did you miss that? Look, I I literally just got this promotion 30 seconds before I came down to tell you guys about it. I hadn't actually started in on any of the reading yet. You big dumb sweet lug. And you. I don't know what this is about, but you're not going anywhere. You might still be processing whatever you're processing, but that wouldn't make you forget our pact. Pact? Neither of us is allowed to even consider leaving this project without consulting the other first. How am I not a part of this? It predates you but you absolutely should be. We'll work on that if you can find time in your busy schedule as a very important department head. I'm not leaving the project, Dow. I'll be transferring off Endeavor to private quarters on Nimbus Station, where I'll be serving in an advisory capacity as a civilian contractor. Wait, is that a thing? It is. We've had civilian advisors on this project from the beginning. You met one of them before we came over to Omega. Oh, your Borg friend. Right. If you're a civilian now, does that mean I outrank you? Even I outrank her now. Technically, everyone in a uniform would be able to give her orders, down to the most junior cadet. I gotta say, after three months of Captain Naomi, I I don't completely hate that idea. Naomi, are you sure about this? 
You've been in Starfleet a long time, and this project... This project and its scientific goals are still very important to me. And so are you two. I just... don't think I should be in a position where I make life-or-death decisions anymore. Have you talked to Cap about this decision at all? Not directly, no. But I sent him my notice. And he just... signed off on it? He didn't even try to... Apparently, he did. Dal, I don't think you should be accessing Naomi's door log. Those records are private. So call security. It says here that Cap came down to see you six different times in the past few days, but you never answered the door. You also got visits from a number of your subordinates in the science department, three from Doc Shang, who has apparently been caring for your baby bird lizard thing for months now. Oh, hey, I forgot about that little guy. And two visits from Korg. Remind me who Korg is again? He's the Klingon that Naomi went on a date with before we left. Looks like he's been waiting patiently all this time, and from the looks of things, he's genuinely excited by the prospect of a second date. Nice! Well, it would be if she'd ever answer her damned door. I've been busy. I'm only suggesting that maybe you're not in the best headspace to be making major life decisions right now. Oh, you, uh, exchange officer. Pock, Ferengi, Damon. <sighs> All right. Well, I've said everything I can think of. You know where to find me if you need anything. We do care about you. You know that, right? Right. What she said. We care. We're worried. And we want to help. I'll be fine. Oh, and congratulations on your promotion, Kutch. You've absolutely earned it. Thanks, Naomi. It's just too bad that Commander Sek had to die for you to get it. What? Okay, we'll talk to you later then. Bye. Oh, uh, hey, Lacerdo, Kutch. I was just coming down to try talking to Naomi again. Is she available? That is the least available I have seen her in all the years I've known her, Cap. But yeah, she's in there. Well, I want to respect your boundaries, of course, but... You might as well just let yourself in, Cap. That's what we ended up doing. Hmm. Well, if you're sure, I'm really concerned about her. We all are. Yeah. Good luck in there. Well, I guess I should get started on... Oh, uh, Lieutenant Myra. Why is this corridor so busy? That's Commander Myra, actually. I'm just waiting on my new pips. A lot of that going around. Is there some kind of pip shortage? I don't know if either of you has heard yet, but I've just been promoted to Chief Engineer. Well, that's fantastic. Congratulations. I myself just got... Chief of Security? I heard. Nice work. If you two are feeling awkward about hanging out with a lowly lieutenant... Oh, it's sweet of you to be concerned. Oh, I wasn't. I was going to say, good. I relish your awkwardness. It fuels me. So, Kutch, seeing as we're both department heads now, we're probably going to be spending a lot more time together. Wanna grab some lunch? Well, I'm supposed to meet up with Nav in about 45 minutes. Uh, I haven't seen her since we got back. Uh, yeah, I could eat first. Great. So, am I invited, or...? Oh, I was just drinking in the awkwardness by not telling you. You're right, it's delicious. So, Naomi. Oh, hey, Cap. Yeah, listen, I... I just talked to two very concerned friends of yours. Between that and this whole resigning your commission thing, I don't like jumping to conclusions, but is everything 
okay? I'm handling it. Rice, Arnold, Starfleet adjutant to admiral, sec. Because, you know, if if you don't feel like you can talk to your friends or to me or... I just need to process this my own way. All due respect, humanity... Sorry, Miss Wildman. All due respect, but I'm not sure sitting here reading the same casualty report over and over counts as processing. Is there something specific I can do for you, Captain Gia? Well, as it happens, we're about to take Endeavor out for our first shakedown cruise following the repairs and upgrades. There's a very small, low-stakes mission that's perfect for our first time back out there. And? And, if you're serious about this civilian business, then I suppose I'm here to ask you to vacate these quarters. Oh. Of course, you could ride along in your capacity as a civilian, just this once, as a as a personal guest of the captain. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Your paperwork is still on Sir Raya's desk. Let's consider this my final order to you as a Starfleet officer. And meet me on deck 11 in 20 minutes. I mean, if it's an order, I guess I could go now. You could. Uh, but I'd really rather you had a shower first. Oh, you guys have to try this. I don't recognize this place. I think this space was empty when we were here last. The sign says Nyarsk. Do I know what Nyarsk is? I doubt it. We made first contact with them about six weeks ago. Six weeks? All of the ships on this project are just now finishing their repairs. How did someone manage to make a first contact six weeks ago? We've actually managed two of them while just sitting here as it happens. So, okay, you know how the station was attacked right after you three left? Yeah, uh, I think Naomi may have brought that up once or twice. Well, after we'd driven the hostiles back to their own territory, these three spherical crafts suddenly appear out of nowhere. At first, we thought it might be another attack wave. Well, that sounds absolutely terrifying. It kind of was for about 30 seconds, but then it turned out they're from an extremely nearby system. Honestly, I have no idea how we haven't managed to meet them already. They're like those neighbors who stay so quiet that you don't even realize they're there, I guess. And basically, they drop by to ask what was making all the noise. That? is hilarious. Right? So, judging by the presence of this restaurant, and the fact that you're already familiar enough with the food to recommend this place, I'm guessing first contact went well. Look at you with your powers of deductive reasoning. I can see why they tapped you for security, Chief. Part of me wants to jump to my friend's defense right now, but another, more sinister part, wants me to pile on. Gee, Dal, will you be listening to that sinister voice or the other one? I wonder. I'll have you know I'm splitting the difference and choosing not to say anything. Oh, well, good. Besides... Commander Myra knows I thought her joke was good now. That's the important thing. Also, extra points for remembering the rank. We're getting points now? Yes, and you're already quite behind, Kutch. You two are going to want to try the Ruskin. Okay, what is that? How the hell should I know? I know about six words of Nyarsk now, and one of them gets me the most amazing sensory experience I've had in my entire life. I'm just going to leave that one alone. (laughs) Probably wise. Right. Ruskin it is, then. I'll get us a table over there. You two join me when you get your food, and be prepared to discuss what the hell you did to my runabout. Wait, what are you... Uh, And she's gone. Wow, she moves fast. Yeah, she does. 
I wonder how come I've never noticed her before. Oh, God, Dal, please don't make this awkward for me. What are you talking about? This, my relationship with another department head. Someone I have to see at least once a day in meetings. Someone I'll be working alongside in any number of- I mean, how could I possibly make that awkward for you? I see what's going on here. You're flirting. I am not flirting. Oh, come on. Remember who you're talking to here. We just spent three months together in unexplored space, and most of that was in some kind of bar. I lost count of how many women you disappeared with. 27. Look, I'm not judging. You're an extremely sexually active person, and I think that's great. I'm only saying... I've seen this part of the process up close a lot now. I know the signs. You're zeroing in on Myra. I am not. Okay. Yes, I am. All of that said, as your friend, I would never make this part of your life my business. If you're interested, and she's interested, I wish you luck. But? But when things end badly, as they... So often do, just... Try not to make your job harder when I inevitably ruin everything. Not what I said. Not what I meant. No, I know exactly what you meant. You're right. This one could affect you. I'll be careful. And hey, who knows? Maybe this'll be the one that actually turns into a stable, healthy relationship for me. (laughs) (laughs) Something funny? Uh, Oh, nothing new. My life is a joke. Now, what's this about your runabout? Last I checked, the official registry has been changed to include my name. Yeah, I'm not calling it that. You have to. It's in the official registry, and paperwork is extremely important to my people. Yes, I'm somewhat familiar with the Cardassians and their paperwork. Or did you miss the nose ridges? Oh, uh, right. So, you were on Bajor during the, uh... I... I believe the word you're trying very hard not to say right now is occupation. Oh, God. Of course, that was a long time ago, and you personally had nothing to do with it, and it's pretty likely I'm completely messing with you. Oh, my God. I don't know whether I should laugh or cry right now. The most important thing is that you're feeling, which is the most human thing anyone can do. (laughs) I don't get it. That's something that Counselor John Stone says. Said. Oh, right. Well, that time I wasn't messing with you. That one kind of blew right up in my face. And as far as what we did to the runabout, formerly known as the Denali, well, I can take the blame for a lot of that. There were only three of us, and we all tried to do the jobs we were best suited to. He means least terrible at. That is what I mean. I handled the engineering stuff because Naomi and Dal were having absolutely no part of it. I felt my talents were best utilized at the navigator station. You do realize that most modern runabouts, starting with that particular generation, basically navigate themselves? I do realize that. But my friends, the science officer and the security officer, did not. Anyway, Kutch, you actually did great. All of the repairs you did were very much by the book. You even performed a bunch of scheduled maintenance that most engineers skip in the field, though they really shouldn't. And you kept extremely good records of everything. Not 
Cardassian good, maybe, but about as good as one could expect from a non-Cardassian. Okay, I deserve that one. Thanks. The secret to my meticulous approach is that I was absolutely terrified that I was going to break something and kill us all. <laughs> I'd like to say that every good Starfleet engineer feels like that, but we don't. I think it might just be you. Oh. I was asking about all the structural changes. The engines and the shields were, I guess, upgraded? Oh, yeah. Naomi decided. We all decided. Right. We all decided that accepting some outside help might get us home faster. Okay, but... And I understand that neither of you are engineers, so maybe some of this talk will be over your heads, but all of those changes were made by aliens that we have no contact with. Yeah, we had to get out of there in a hurry. It was complicated. I think some of that tech would be extremely useful to the project if we could even identify what half of it is. They gave us instructions. Oh, yeah. What with one thing and another. I never actually got around to translating those, huh? (sighs) Even sitting quietly in the navigator's seat and letting the computer do most of the work, even then you managed to make my life more difficult. What can I say? It's a skill. Oh, uh, there's Nav. Hey, sweetie, I'll be right there. Uh, Yeah, so listen, if you didn't know, uh, that's my girlfriend. Uh, She was on leave when we got back, so... I haven't seen her in over a hundred days. Right? So I'm gonna go now and see her, and I probably won't be back for a while. Oh, because of sex. Right. They're going to go have a lot of sex because they haven't seen each other in so long. Yeah, that. So see you later then. Right. See you later after all of the sex. Do you you think he saw the wink? If not, it was definitely implied. Commander Wildman, always a pleasure. Civilian. It is a long-established custom in this fleet to address a retired officer by the rank they held when they left service. Also, I, I can't just call you Civilian Wildman. You've always just called me Naomi. Eh, that's true. You know, I prefer a certain familiarity on my ship. I want the people who work for me to feel comfortable here. But you don't work for me anymore, isn't that right? Yeah, sure, fine, whatever. Now, then, Commander Wildman, brackets retired. If you'd care to join me. The holodeck? Cap, you know I don't... I know, I know. Listen, we won't be simulating any real places or people in here. Very little chance for ridiculous mishaps. We'll just be using this big empty room as a... Well, as a big empty room. Trust me. All right. Computer, Renaskigo Court, regulation size, and two Bastanos. Renaskigo. Mm-hmm. It's a traditional Delton sport, very popular with my people. I'd much rather play on a real court than on the holodeck, but back when we were deciding what was going to go where, my science officer was already raising concerns about limited lab space, and so I thought it was more prudent to keep her happy. So, you want me to play this game with you? Well, Renaskigo is more than a game. Remember, Commander, I come from an extremely passionate people, comparatively speaking. Every emotion a Delton feels is amplified something like ten times louder than in most other humanoid nervous systems. We don't really have small feelings. We've developed a few different ways of burning off that emotional energy. There's that one thing everyone seems to know about us. Your incredibly active sex lives. Eh, that's the one. And then there's 
Well, most of the other ways also involve vigorous physical activity of one kind or another. All due respect, Cap. Can't call me Cap if you're not under my command. Mr. Gia. Wow, okay, yeah, that sounds weird, but I guess so. All due respect, but try a little exercise and you'll feel better is self-care 101. Also, I'm fine. Ah, but Renesquigo is more than just exercise. It's... Well, you know, I haven't seen quite a concept like it in any other culture. It's it's a pretty uniquely Delton thing, I guess. The name loosely translates as therapy ball. Therapy ball. I, more or less. For a while, I was considering, ah, mind swapped as an exercise in therapeutic interrelations among the crew, but that was before Lacerdo's and yours mishap. But I think non-Deltons could really benefit from this. I don't need therapy. Yeah, I said it was a loose translation. It's a bit more nuanced than that. First of all, there's nothing clinical or professional about it. It's meant to be played by two extremely close, trusted friends or colleagues. All right. And obviously, I wouldn't be asking you to participate if I didn't see you that way. And I need to be very clear before we begin that you see me that way as well. I mean, I... Do you trust me, Naomi? Of course I trust you. Yeah, I'm very glad to hear that. Now, pick up that... This sort of flattened club? It's called a bastono. Now I'll start by hitting this ball over the net to you, and then you hit it back to me. So far, this sounds like a lot of games on a lot of different worlds. Mm-hmm, but here's where we Deltons put our little spin on the concept. If you miss a hit, I get to ask you a question, and you have to answer or you forfeit the game. Well, now it just sounds like those silly games of truth or dare we'd play as kids at slumber parties. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I could see that. You, now you, of course, should feel under no obligation to answer anything you find too personal. I'll walk you through that if it comes up, but you should know that you absolutely have that option. The goal here is to get you to open up, not to make you feel uncomfortable. All right. All right, you ready to receive? I suppose, but I should warn you, I'm extremely competitive. <laughs> in sports or in therapy? Both, actually. All right, noted. But I think I should reiterate that I don't need- Game on! Now remember, if you miss- I'm not going to miss. Fair enough, but you should know something. What's that? I'm also allowed to ask you a question if you make 11 hits in a row. What? Damn it! Go ahead, ask your question. Why haven't you been working, Naomi? Since you got back, I mean, before you put in your resignation papers. I haven't felt like it. Ah, come on, that doesn't sound like you. It's me. So, can I resume the game, or...? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, be my guest. Ha! My point! Well, we don't really keep score exactly, but... My point. Absolutely, your point. Uh, go ahead, ask me whatever you'd like. Hmm, I can't really think of anything. You've always been a pretty open book. I like to think so. Okay, I have one. It's a little... Personal. Uh, that's fine. You can ask anything you want. I have the right to refuse, of course, but you're allowed to ask me anything. If intimate relationships are such an essential biological and cultural part of who you are, why didn't you start dating anyone until about six months into the Omega mission? <laughs> oh, God, was I that obvious about it? Well, yeah, a little. Oh, boy. Now I'm imagining everyone gossiping about this. It's really hilarious. I guess I'm still surprised by how skittish you all can be about subjects like this. The answer's pretty simple, really. It would have been inappropriate for me to initiate a relationship with anyone under my command. 
technically allowable under Starfreak regulations, but it's still a real ethical gray area, and I'd rather steer clear of it entirely. So until we made contact with people you weren't in charge of... My dating pool was completely dry. Huh. And you're satisfied with that answer? Yes, of course. Serving. Now you know that our Workgate network is is back up with a number of new redundancies. So what happened to you three is isn't likely to happen again. You gonna talk, or you gonna play? I can do both. Well, if you can, so can. Ah, oh, damn it! Ha! Well, go on. Why are you really leaving Starfleet? I feel as though my talents would be better utilized as a private contractor. That's it? That's it. You're not asking if I'm satisfied with that answer. Is that part of the rules? No. No, not exactly, I guess. It's just what's more common courtesy. Approaching destination. Projected arrival, ten minutes. Captain G to the bridge, please. Uh, acknowledged. I'm on my way. Unless you'd rather continue. There's nothing urgent about this little errand. No, I think we're done here. I have nothing I need to talk about. All right, if you say so. Wait it. Is this a Delton Renaskigo court? Yeah, I thought this might be the best way to... This isn't exactly what I had in mind for our first date in three months. Hmm. Okay then. Canyoning on Delta Vega? Computer, program NOV-16. No, I, I mean... Flow writing on Andor? Computer, program NOV... Computer, hold. Listen, all of this sounds fun... ish... But these are all more you things than us things. I just thought you might enjoy... I was hoping to enjoy... Wait, what's going on here? Nothing's going on. Yes, it is. If we're apart for more than a day, you practically tackle me when we see each other again. Something is definitely going on. And if you were anyone else... I'd say you were being evasive because you're trying to say we need to talk. Well... Welcome to Macaria. What is this place? Well, why don't you just pull out your tricorder and... Oh, that's right. You don't get one of those. No, but I have eyes. That city, it's beautiful. The architecture looks human. 23rd century, if I had to guess, which I do since I don't have a tricorder. Well, it looks that way because it is. What are you talking about? There's no possible way humans from the Milky Way made it to Andromeda a century before the Omega Project. It does seem quite unlikely, doesn't it? Welcome back, Captain Gia. Thank you, Governor. Hi, I'm Jim Hyslop. I'm the governor of Macaria Colony. And you are? Naomi Wildman. Miss Wildman is a civilian advisor that I've asked to accompany me on this mission, Governor. But if this is a Federation colony populated by humans, how- The shorter answer is that we came here on a generation ship that set out, as you rightly estimated, in the late 23rd century. 2268, to be exact. But even the most advanced technology of that period wouldn't get you here for... tens of thousands of years. Unless... There's some evidence to indicate that Starfleet experimented with a type of mycelial spore drive around that time. So my guess would either be that or transwarp drive. They managed to get one working before they shelved that project. 
for a civilian, you sure ask a lot of questions. Uh, Ms. Wildman has a pretty extensive scientific background. Ah, uh, I think we did have some kind of unusual engines, but none of us who made it here are what you'd call very technical. Unfortunately, we lost most of our bridge crew along the way. And to be honest, we're not entirely sure how we got here. What? Quite a mystery, wouldn't you say? What? No. No, not interesting at all, really. Just something you see every day in Starfleet. Probably. I assume. Yes, well, if you'd care to follow me, the laboratory is only a short distance from here. Lead the way, Governor. I suppose it's possible their ship entered some kind of wormhole, but even so... There's been no documented case of one of those functioning extragalactically. Would you care to know what my new science officer thinks? Who, <sighs> Grant? She was next in line after you. And a very accomplished officer in her own right, I might add. Oh, she's an excellent researcher. But she's not exactly skilled at thinking on her feet in the field. And since we encountered the Metron, her stock answer for anything we can't immediately explain is, those guys can see directly into the past, so why don't we just ask them? You know, that is, in fact, exactly what Grant said. Ugh. I mean, I don't care. None of this really affects me. If you wanted to consult me in my new capacity as project contractor, I'd be happy to offer my input. But otherwise, this has nothing to do with me. Uh-huh. Here you are, in the security office. Jeez, you spend so much time at work, you'd think you'd gotten a promotion or something. <sighs> right. I don't. I have no idea what that is on your head right now, but I can tell you what it isn't. It absolutely is not Regulation Book Club headgear. It's a traditional Earth accessory known as a cowboy hat. <sighs> and what have we said about traditional Earth everything. The Federation unwittingly pushes an agenda of human centrism, and we must do what we can to break, break free, free from, from this ideological, ideological tyranny. God, I should have been a teacher. This hat actually belonged to Sec. Sec. Yes. Our late security chief, your predecessor. That's right. The Vulcan. I know! We all thought he wore it, like, ironically. But it turns out he was really into this whole subculture. Uh, look look at this. Belt buckle, boots, uh, the whole chip full of this sort of rugged, wistful music. Huh. You think you know a guy. And I say this having never actually spoken to this particular guy. Wait. Why are you going through this stuff? Because one of the duties of the chief security officer, a duty that nobody really talks about because it is truly awful, is having to settle the affairs of any deceased crew members, and that includes... Opening their quarters and their lockers to relocate their belongings. Right. Ouch. It occurred to me as I was packing sex things away to send back to his family in the Alpha Quadrant that Naomi had a point. What are you talking about? That the only reason I got this promotion is because Sek is dead. Acting Lieutenant Commander Kutch, that might be the single stupidest thing I have ever heard you say. What? The reason you got that promotion is because you are a diligent, highly decorated officer who is supremely qualified for this position. You earn the trust and the respect of your colleagues and your captain. Okay. 
the reason the job became available is because Sek died in the line of duty. But you got this on your own merits. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. Of course I'm right. I choose my best friends very carefully, and I don't like to spend my valuable time with losers. I don't know, there's just a lot happening right now. For one thing, I, I don't think I'd really processed that Sek was really gone until just now. And this cowboy stuff kind of spoke to me in a strange way. I did a quick bit of research just now, listened to a little of that music, and I felt this connection to him. Rugged wistfulness, huh? Yeah, I guess I can see that. Just don't let Naomi hear that what she said actually brought you down, or she'll never snap out of what she's going through right now. Uh, this is probably less about all that, more about Nav, anyway. Nav? What about Nav? We broke up. You broke? Why didn't you lead with this? Like I said, there's a lot happening right now. Oh, buddy. I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Well, I'm wearing a cowboy hat. So, make of that what you will. I'm going to have to do a little research of my own to determine exactly what that means. She, she did say one thing that... Well, I'm not sure what to make of it, actually. I was hoping maybe you could help me figure it out. Of course. Anything. She said, even though I'm seeing someone else now, maybe we don't necessarily have to rule out some other kind of arrangement. Then she got called away on some urgent supply business and just let me sit with that. Other kind of arrangement. Oh. Uh, oh. Um, well, I think I do know what she might have meant. But I also think I might not be the best person to talk to about this. Oh. But I know who is. This entire city is like... The platonic ideal of a 23rd century utopia. Yeah, it is. Officers of that period loved to describe planets they discovered as veritable Edens. But this one really kind of lives up to that description, don't you think? When did you find this colony? Yeah, a few weeks ago. Initially, we responded to a distress call when one of the alien ships from the incursion wandered off course, made its way here, and started causing trouble. Oh, good. More lives ruined by my bad decision. Now, it was only one ship. Local Defense Force had it under control. No casualties. They even managed to capture one of the aliens alive. Wait, is that what's in this? Yeah, that is indeed one of the UOS-2 aliens, secured behind half a meter of transparent aluminum. One of the reasons we're here is to return him to the Starshell. Where he never should have left in the first place. And the other reason is, apparently, the captain of this mysterious generation ship that brought these people here was preserved somehow. We're not entirely sure what technology they used to keep him alive or how to revive him, but we're definitely detecting life signs. So we're going to bring him back to Endeavor and see if Doc Shang has any ideas. I bet he'd be able to answer all sorts of questions about how they got here. What was that? Nothing. That all sounds... Fine. Right. Okay, listen. I have to go discuss a few things with the governor. Very high-level security stuff. For Starfleet ears only. Exactly. You'll be okay in here for a few minutes, right? Sure. Why wouldn't I be? Right. Yeah, good point. Why wouldn't you be? All right, back as soon as I can, then. Why wouldn't I be okay? 
alone in a room with a literal living reminder of the worst mistake I made in my entire life. A mistake that got 19 people killed. 19 of my people. Who knows how many of your people died? Everyone uses these sterile words like hostile alien and incursion like you were some sort of force of nature. And I guess you are in a sense. I know you're supposed to be this brutal product of natural selection, but you're still alive. You're a sentient being. You didn't ask for this. You were dying inside that enclosure. Your people were obviously going to start running out of resources. And then what? Wars? Famine? I felt bad for you. I felt pity for you. I thought it was making the right choice. Not just the logical, scientific choice, but the compassionate choice. I tried to save you. And you murdered 19 of my people. You attempted to murder hundreds more. And if you succeed, then what? If you followed your previous patterns of behavior, you'd have stolen our ships and taken them out for the rest of Omega to murder even more people. All because I thought you deserved my compassion. Naomi. And you, you could have countermanded that order. What kind of captain lets someone make such an irresponsible choice? Why did you trust me? Why did you let this happen? You think you're the only officer who's ever felt like this? What? We just talked about this. I told you my people don't have small feelings. I fought in three different wars in my career. Actual wars. I saw combat in each of them. And apart from that, during peacetime, on purely scientific missions, I lost about two dozen officers under my command. You want me to name them, Naomi? Because I'd never forget those names. Not ever. You don't? No, I don't. Let me ask you something. Earlier, you said you trusted me. Of course I trust you, Cap. If I made the same decision that you made at the Star Shell, which I absolutely would have, by the way, would you be blaming me as harshly as you're blaming yourself right now? What? No, of course not. That's different. Why? Why is it different? Because, I don't know, you're in charge. You're supposed to know better. So are you. You have to stop being so hard on yourself about this. But if I'm not hard on myself and you're just being supportive... I... Don't know how you managed to make that sound so ugly. Then who's gonna hold me accountable for those 19 deaths? That isn't how it works, Naomi. And I think on some level you must know that. You've been through a lot. This is your PTSD talking. I don't get to have PTSD. I wasn't even there for the traumatic part. I have... I have two things to say about that. First, you had your own trauma to deal with. You and Kutch and Lacerdo stranded in unfamiliar space, dealing with your own hostile aliens, not knowing if we were alive or if you'd ever be able to get back to find out. Apart from that last part, the rest of that is what I live for. Out adventuring in uncharted space with my two best friends by my side? That's all I ever wanted. Okay, that brings me to my second point then. Trauma isn't just physical. It doesn't just come from violence. There's... There's lots of different kinds of trauma. Cap, I'm scared. I don't know what to do. Every good officer I've ever known has felt that way at some point in their careers. That's what makes them good officers. That capacity to self-analyze. If you were absolutely certain of every decision you've ever made, I wouldn't want you on my ship or in my fleet. How can I ever go back out there? What if it happens again? It's probably going to happen again. What? That's not what you're supposed to... I'm speaking to you as a scientist right now. Look at the numbers. Statistically speaking, if you stay in Starfleet and continue in senior officer roles, the chance of something like this happening again are, are astronomically high. 
The higher you go, the greater the repercussions of your decisions. A good officer does everything they can to minimize that risk, but it's never, never zero. Wow. Well, I appreciate your directness. Now, one thing you can do is work on dealing with these feelings. Now, you can't stop caring. Nobody's asking you to do that, least of all me. But you can't let that compassion paralyze you. Because then you start making genuinely bad decisions. It can spiral out of your control so, so quickly. It feels like it's already doing that. You need to talk to someone about this, Naomi. And I don't necessarily mean your friends or even me. That is a good start, because we all love you and we want to help. But I mean someone who's trained to help you process what you're going through. I know that's what I'm supposed to do, but our counselor... Is gone. Right. Because that voice in your head is telling you of your decision. Yep. That voice is wrong, first of all. We all struggle with it. You've helped Dal through dealing with hers how many times? You probably... That, that was a figurative question. Don't go all sides officer on me now and tell me exactly how many times. <laughs> Second, while John Stone's replacement won't be here for another few weeks, Starfleet has authorized the use of our long-range comms to support a wider counseling effort. Calling home uses up a lot of resources, and we're usually pretty stingy with that energy allowance. But this is... This is important. I bet you had to fight Admiral Soraya pretty hard to make that happen. <laughs> Actually, he's the one who spearheaded the effort. Huh. Yeah. I was surprised as you are. There are something like a hundred available counselors and therapists back in the Alpha Quadrant willing to talk to you remotely. As often as you need, for as long as you need. Really? Yes. Really. I put this out ship and station-wide a week ago. You'd know that if you'd read your briefings, or answered your comm. Or your door. Oh. So, what do you think? There was this supposedly Andromeda-based race called the Kelvins that Starfleet encountered in the 2260s. Maybe they loaned some of their technology no, to- No, no, we already ruled out the Kelvins. Well, I'm gonna solve this if it kills me. As a civilian, I can't promise you'd be allowed access to a lot of pretty important data if that's your intention. What about your science officer? <sighs> Commander, I'd like to hug you now. Would that be okay? Yes. <laughs> All right, Doc. Let's just take my usual reluctance to be here as red and get this damned injection over. Oh, Commander Myra. I'm off duty, Della. Commander is fine. Well, I do not get out to the theater nearly as often as I'd like, but it looks like the show has come to me this time. What are you- I think she thinks she's witnessing something untoward. There you are. That's your weekly stabbing taken care of. Next! So, do you come here often? If you were better at context clues, you'd realize I'm here at least weekly. The service here could be better, but the Fringi aren't exactly serving hormones on tap. Look, I'm just trying to- Doc, is that Mickey? What, in this jar? It's a piece of the life form I pulled from Kutch's nervous system, yes. But it's inert, you big baby. Big baby? That thing tried to- Hold still. Ah! It's not really named Mickey, is it? Like, that's just one of your cute little nicknames, like, Dell is great? Ah, uh, we talked about this. That runabout is the Denali. You could split the difference and call it the Dell Nally. So? No, then? Okay, Doc. The last box I need to check before I return to duty is that physical. 
You have the results yet? I do, and you're clear. I still have this little monster of yours. Still. She's cute, and I did not mind assisting with the incubation, but she's growing fast, and I need the space. To leave room for that little chunk of Mickey to stretch out, I assume? How many times do I have to tell you it's inert? I don't know. The number of times you've told me so far haven't convinced me. Keep trying. (laughs) Commander Wildman, I'm happy to see you returning to duty. Thank you, Myra. I'm looking forward to working with you. So, Naomi, are we on for dinner this evening? Can we make it tomorrow? I have a date tonight. A date, eh? Will you stay out of people's business? I think we all know the answer to that question. Korg and I are going to go over this data from the Macaria colony. I am determined to crack this. You're going on a science date. Every last concern I had about your recovery just flew out the airlock. Afternoon, all. Captain Gia, welcome to my not at all overcrowded sickbay. Uh, I'll only be a second. We've returned with that preserved body we were talking about, and we'll be transferring it to your custody presently. <gasps> oh, excellent. I find that tone a little unsettling. Right? Oh, preserved body, please, send it on in. I, a mad scientist, love tinkering with unnatural things. Hey, Doc, have you seen... Oh, there you are, Captain. Acting Commander? My God, it's like a senior staff meeting in here. Should I, a lowly lieutenant, see myself out? Sure. There's the door. Don't let it hit you on the way out. That's not how our doors work. When the hell did this become everyone's unofficial meeting place? This is not the first time this has happened. We have designated recreation areas on the ship. You're right. Sorry, Doc. Cap, I just need to have a word with you when you have a minute. It's... uh... A private matter. Well, okay, maybe you can stay. I do want to hear this. Uh, I have some time right now, Commander. In my ready room? Uh, sure, that'd be great. Oh, man. Uh, see you tomorrow, Naomi. Good luck on your date. Thanks, Kutch. And speaking of that date, I should go get ready. Come on, girl, you're coming with me to your new home. And you'll call me the minute your date is over, right? To give me all the delicious details. And me too. Of course, Dal. And, along similar lines, you absolutely don't need to give me any details about yours. No offense, Commander. None taken. Bye! Wait, what date? We're we're not. Do you think we're... What are you even? She's gone, Dal. <sighs> yeah, I know. Season 2, Episode 2 of Endeavor featured Mark Bosco as the narrator and Governor Hyslop, Devlin Grimm as Shang, Kara O'Connor as Naomi Wildman, Joseph Ravenson as Gia, Matt Robotham as Guelch, Aubrey Schaefer as Myra Saskin, Amanda Smith as Dal Lacerto, Sabrina Snyder as Nav, and Jason Wallace as Kutch. It was written by Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Original theme and additional music by Rich DeThorne. For more information, episode archives, RSS feeds, and more, go to ussendeavor.com. To show your financial support for this show and receive early access to episodes, visit patreon.com algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. Production copyright 2020 by Algar Productions. Endeavor is not a for-profit production, and all concepts herein are property of Viacom CBS. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.